Welcome to the RE and Friends Podcast, a Red Max Events audio experience. Hosted by Brandon Havrilla, owner of Red Max Events. Thank you for checking out our podcast where we bring in event industry professionals to discuss current events, share their knowledge, and explore ideas. Follow Brandon Havrilla on his entrepreneurial journey on Instagram at Brandon Havrilla and see what Red Max Events is up to by following at Red Max underscore events. And now, it's the episode you've all been waiting for. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Havrilla. Today I have a very special guest. I'm here with Lou Paris. Lou, how are you doing? Yeah, doing well yourself. Doing well, doing well. Just another day um, trying <laughs> to get through this. So Lou is from Paris Creative out of Kingston, New York. And you've been in the event industry for what, about eight years, right? Yeah, about eight, nine years now and DJing as a whole for uh, like 33 years now. Wow, awesome, awesome. So honored to have you here. Um, I wanted to start, just kind of talk a little bit about uh, I guess, you know, the current event that we have going on, uh, I've been kind of kicking every episode off with that. So I just wanted to hear, you know, your thoughts and we can, you know, have a little discussion about what's going on. Certainly. I've actually spoke on it a couple of times too. I have a YouTube video out there and I was on the DJN TV, uh, video cast as well. You know, I've known a lot of, uh, DJs who've reached out to me, uh, you know, talking about major impacts to their business personally. I've been uh, extraordinarily lucky that I actually happen to have a light wedding season uh, to start this year. So I have some clients who are, aren't going to cancel. You know, they are looking at um, some uh, rescheduling either towards the end of this year or going into next. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody seems to be, you know, at least the couples are a, a bit, you know, you know, of course, a little un, un, un at ease at stuff, but also knowing that, you know, I have their back. I'm constantly reassuring them. You know, of, of all the, you know, the, the flexibility that I can offer them, you know, which gives them a peace of mind. And I think that's really what I think a big takeaway for a lot of DJs should be is as much as you can try to be open, try to be transparent uh, sure. to whether it's your couples or a bar gig or wherever it is, knowing that, you know, eventually this does come around, but, you know, it will probably take some time. Definitely. And you're single op or do you have other DJs I am as well? No, I am a single op. Yeah, so I think that's, I've mentioned it a few times, I think communication through the whole thing is very important with, you know, clients and, um, you know, not so much for you, but in multi-op situations for employees and other staff and DJs and stuff, just kind of staying, you know, in communication with everybody so that everyone knows what's going on and, and it, you know, is um, looking forward to, I guess, when this passes as well, picking up, you know, kind of as usual and, and taking off with things. Absolutely. So to kind of piggyback off of that, where do you see, um, I guess, the event industry? How do you how are you looking at post, you know, what's going on? Yeah, I'm a natural pessimist and optimist at the same time. So (laughs) it's like this clashing dualities. You know, there is this one hand that I'm really hoping that if it doesn't last super long, you know, that this will just simply be, oh, you know, a bunch of reschedules. You know, it'll be a little bit of a tight um, squeeze between the end of this year and beginning next year. You're trying to reacclimate, you know, some of those couples, but you know the, the the realist behind me is also like, you know, this could be a real game changer, not just even in the event industry, but just how people conduct themselves as a whole. Definitely. So, you know, there could be smaller events. There could be an attrition of DJs, photographers, venues out there that unfortunately might not survive, you know, this, you know, coming one, two, three 
four months however long ends up taking mm -hmm. so I'm just really hoping for the best but also trying to prepare for you know whatever scenarios really kind of come about for sure yeah and I think that's you know kind of all we can do in this situation too is you know it's out of all of our control is a lot of uncertainty too so I think we kind of you know got to let it play out and um, just all we have control over is what we're doing with our time now and what we're doing to you know be prepared for it and, and better our business Absolutely. And I, I, I strongly encourage every business owner, DJ, photographer, whomever, look at your business as it was last year. Look how things are trending this year. You know, prepare for some attrition, you know, prepare for those reschedules um, and try to lean up as much as you can. You know, naturally, you don't want to get too lean to the point that you can't operate as things come back up. But you want to make sure you have this survivability uh, behind you. And this goes beyond just you know, whether it's the COVID-19 uh, outbreak that ends up happening to just you know, your typical calamities uh, that can happen. You know, just kind of be aware where your business is at any time uh, during the year. For sure. I think that's very important. A lot of people were saying, you know, in local groups that I was tracking, you know, oh, you can't prepare for this and that. And, you know, I think this situation is definitely unique. It's something uh, I don't think anyone has really experienced before. Um, but yeah, there is definitely. certainly <laughs> ways as a business to prepare for things similar to this, um, not only financially, but just, you know, being prepared with, with other jobs and stuff like that. So is DJing all you do or do you have other... So yeah, for lucky for me, I do have multiple streams of revenue uh, coming in. I am an IT director by trade. I've been doing that since 1996. Um, I also have my business queue, which I'm trying to you know get up to speed, which is hopefully the next event management platform that people will ultimately flock to. Mm -hmm. So I've got that coming in. I do have like other odd jobs, helping with websites, helping with SEO, helping with branding, you know, basically just keeping my door open to, you know, the experiences that I have and sharing those out. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, bettering everybody that I can at least offer, you know, some of my experiences to. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's great. So I wanted to get in, you know, obviously you sound like you have a very busy schedule between all of those, you know, things. And I want to get into a little bit of our main topic, which is kind of how do you stay motivated to do all of those things. And I think it's very easy for um, just humans in general to get overwhelmed with a lot of work or a lot of different things that they have on their plate and push certain things off to the side or, you know, that kind of thing. So how do you kind of stay motivated? Yeah, it can be hard at times, especially with everything with the news coming in and, you know, just trying to balance everything that's going on. I try to keep myself at least, and I'm a multitasker, I'm a huge multitasker, so I am constantly have a lot of windows up, a lot of things going on at the same time, but I do try to devote at least small segments of time to, to try to give as much of my energy to those bits. So like right now, I'm actually in the middle of a complete website redo. Yeah, I've always been happy with my site, but I also know that you know there's some things I wanted to tweak out and I've been kind of putting it off for years. So carving out time in the day for that, carving out time in the day for managing my music looking at the business structure, of course, my IT work. So it's always, you know, be, being cognitive of what's going on. You know, I don't want to stay out of the loop of, you know, the latest news that's coming out and everything, but not getting too bogged down into it either because naturally you can easily go down many rabbit holes and next thing you know, you've had a completely zero productive day. And I won't lie, I've definitely had like probably at least two of those in the past couple of weeks sure. I think where we I all just have, get yeah. trapped into things. Um, but the, you know, the reality is, you know, that's human nature for things like to happen, but it's, you know, 
definitely try to keep a focus on it. Like even if it's writing something on a notepad or having something stuck on your phone or something it's like, I got to get this done today, or at least I got to start this today. So this way you at least have some focus to at least coming back to and at least trying to pour some of your energy into that. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And I think now, um, this situation's a little different too. I mean, for me personally, um, staying motivated, you know, I have my methods and, and ways of, of staying actually motivated. But then like you said, it, it comes down to um, other things popping up and getting in the way too. And it's easy for, you know, me to get a phone call from somebody and end up on there for 30, 40 minutes talking oh, yes. about, you know, stuff that is not necessarily important at that particular time. And um, that's something I've been working on a lot when I'm at the office and when I was working every day, um, trying to keep track of my time and, you know, not be afraid to say, okay, hey, I got to go. I got work to do, you know, and, and that kind of thing and, <laughs> yeah, and wrap up. Yeah, there's, yeah, I agree with that. It's like you got to have that kind of cutoff time where it's like, yeah, you do need those distractions at time. You know, you do need to keep some sanity and keep 100%. your mind kind of. But there also has to be times like, you know, all right, I got to kind of get back into this uh, particular job that I'm doing. Yeah, and I think... I mean, for me, at least, I think this this time right now is actually going to be beneficial. And I'm kind of taking it to retrain myself to do some of those things and really focus on that, um, because I've never really been able to manage my time as well as I am now in terms of because I don't necessarily have deadlines for all this stuff. I'm kind sure. of spending, you know, OK, let me spend an hour working on podcasts. Let me spend an hour working on YouTube videos. Let me spend an hour playing some games, like you said, to keep my sanity. And then let me, yep. you know go outside and take a walk or let me work on this, work on the website for this and kind of block it out so that I can keep track of everything. And I'm hoping then when I go back and I need to put, you know, that daily um, mix of activities back into it, I can still kind of maintain this this flow and this motivation. Certainly. I think a lot of us could take the, you know, some real positives out of this as well. You know, naturally, you know, it, it sucks that, you know, almost every one of us is idle right 100%. now. But in the same token, it's like, hey, you know, A, you get to, to focus on the things that do need some attention, but B, you know, tr try to maintain those schedules. You know, even, you know, as difficult as it is, like probably the hardest thing for me right now is health. You know, the gyms are closed right now and everything. Right. So it's hard for me to, to, to get that out. So I got to, you know, I, and I'm still trying to work on this myself, get it out there, go, you know, jog out on the street for like a mile or two, you know, get, making sure that I'm not slipping into bad habits on eating. So it's just, it's an entire regimen that we all need to mentally prepare for regardless of whether it's now or a year or two years from now. Definitely. And I mean, I put up a video too in, in a few of the groups um, to kind of help hopefully try and motivate some people because I know I was talking to a lot of DJs and stuff and they're like, you know, oh, sweet, we have the next two months off. I'm going to play video games every day and get to this level. And it's like, you know, you're not getting anywhere like that. You're not, your business is going to be further behind when this, this picks back up. Um, because you weren't doing anything proactive during this time. So I put up the video and I was, you know, saying how at the very minimum, you know, take the f six or eight hours that you were going to be on a wedding this Saturday and put it into your business or take four of it at least and put it into your business and work on your website or work on social media or whatever it is that you feel needs attention, you know, and take some time to learn things that maybe weren't as important to you in the day to day when you had other things going on. But now that you have some time, it'd be good to learn like Photoshop or design or, you know, everything like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So I guess to kind of segue into that, you know, in terms of I think we touched upon the fact that we have a lot going on. And I think most entrepreneurs and uh, small business owners and and even employees and stuff of the businesses have a lot going on day to day that they got to work on. Um, But in terms of the business management side, I know you brought up Q before, which is Mm -hmm. a new uh, like CRM that you're working on. You want to tell us a little bit about that and then we'll get into, you know, kind of how that could help your business. Certainly. So Q is basically the kind of the reimagining of an event management platform. So, you know, you take what is currently out there and, you know, a lot of people have uh, just some difficult times using it, whether it's the, you know, technological issues of kind of learning the interface and trying to figure out all the parameters of what needs to be done or, you know, some of these other, you know, competing uh, platforms just doesn't have the features that are necessary for you uh, to conduct your business, like some of the automation tools, you know, email templates, you know, workflows, things that helps you for your day to day so you can spend more time, whether it's DJing, photography, whatever, versus trying to learn the interface and trying to work around that. So some time ago, I decided to really kind of buckle down and put pen to paper and really come up with is basically the most easiest interface to use, but still gain all the power that, you know, a pro, basically a pro user would want. So trying to strike this balance of ease of use, but people that know what they need can really seek their teeth into it and really understand everything that's going on with their business. So that was really kind of the genesis of Q. For sure. And one thing I think, I mean, my goal with this podcast is hopefully to reach uh, the entire event industry and not just the DJ side of it. Um, So I'm trying to gear our talk and our conversations and the people I bring on more towards general um, event industry information that can help everyone. So I think, um, I know we've spoken a few times about Q and I think one of the great things about it is that that's kind of exactly what it's geared for, right? You're not gearing it for DJs, you're gearing it for everyone. And there's some room, I don't know if you want to touch on it quick, to collaborate with other vendors in it too, which I think is really cool. Yeah. So again, yeah, this is not just a DJ platform, although the initial focus is on DJs since that's, of course, my area of expertise. But this is to bring all event uh, professionals, uh, caterers, um, uh, venue owners, photographers, videographers, uh, the works, um, hairstylists. You know, anything that is um, somewhat involved in the industry can use this platform. So this way you can do things like share the timeline. So this way, you know, a few weeks out, you start to see where, let's say, sunset photos are, and you can actually start collaborating with the photographer to make sure that the timing is going to be right for this and that so you're not conflicting day of and you know, constantly trying to rework stuff just to kind of fit into stuff you might not have known before. So that's my real hope of the platform is to get everybody into a better workflow, to get everybody into this real collaborative space. So this way, everybody's firing on all cylinders day of. And you know, that's always been my focus is not just a tool just for one user or a group of users, but for the entire industry. Definitely. Yeah. And I love that. That's one thing that really stood out to me, um, especially the collaborating with vendors and, and everything like that, and it being a software for uh, other aspects of the industry too, because I run more of a production company. Um, you know, those, those CRM softwares, uh, and I won't go into names and stuff, but the ones that are geared specifically for DJs don't do it for me because, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I don't, I don't need as much of that music planning side, or I should say I need that for my DJ clients, but I need other things for my production clients. Absolutely. So. I think that's where some of the industry has lacked is very few of these platforms are made by the people that are in this industry as a whole. So a lot of people just don't quite understand 
all the aspects that needs to be covered. And I, I'm hoping that's where I think I'm really starting to really, you know, you know, address what's really needed in the industry is like hitting every little uh, silo that's like, oh, the, the venue needs to know about linens and stuff like that. Well, so does the wedding planner or so does the coordinator. And, you know, the DJ needs to know when things like cake cutting is going to happen and all that. So it's just this hopefully this again, this real collaborative space that everybody sees the value and wants to use uh, you know, this platform. Definitely, definitely. And so I guess to tie it into what we were talking about before uh, in terms of, you know, staying motivated and, and having a lot on your plate, a CRM, I think, is a very important aspect to most businesses. Oh, yes. And I think although a lot of businesses may have a CRM um, to help them out, they're not using it to its full potential um, and they're not taking as much off their plate as they actually could be in terms of email automation and everything like that. I know Agreed. in my case alone, I'm, I'm not doing that. And that's one of the things I want to buckle down on, you know, during these few weeks is really optimizing my CRM to, um, kind of handle that and, and do more for me so that I can, you know, put my time into other things. Certainly, certainly. And, um, so I guess in terms of, you know, setting up that, that email to do automation or whether it's a calendar and setting up, you know, um, the events for staffing reasons or whatever. I mean, what do you see as the most important um, steps to help out, you know, and take some stuff off, off your plate as the business owner? I, I think for me, uh, it's the combination of lead management where, you know, there are times, especially as a single op, I might only have one lead in the pipeline or I might have 50 all at once. So it's mm -hmm. being able to, to make sure I prioritize you know, those, you know, the, the, the quote unquote, the hot leads to make sure they're immediately being addressed, making sure that nobody slips through the cracks because that can always be a bit of an overwhelming thing when, you know, you get around like the uh, Christmas season or Valentine's season and next thing you know, you get 10, 15, 20 emails right at a clip. And so you want to have that, that automation process. You want to have a good workflow to make sure that every single person is being addressed as they're needed to make sure your branding and messaging is consistent. Mm -hmm. And this really just kind of, you know, helps really kind of free the day because, I mean, do you really want to have to manually go through each piece, man, you know, manually manage a calendar, manually manage every email that goes out? You accidentally make a typo, you miss a line or something, you know, those things can be avoided with good automation tools. Definitely. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I want to explain a little bit um, more for some listeners who maybe are more of a, a hobby DJ side and they're looking to turn it more into a, a business or um, if they own a small event company and maybe they just use something like QuickBooks, which isn't necessarily a, a CRM. Um, so I want to kind of explain a little bit more to them, but uh, CRM is what a client relationship or contact client, relation? Client, yeah, client or contact depends of, you know, which nomenclature you right. want to use okay. relation management. So this is basically your life cycle of when that client, whether they hit your website, they go on a social media site, whatever, and makes that first contact with you. It's being able then to take that record, that person, that group of people, whoever it happens to be, and see them through the end, whether that's through just say the quote process and unfortunately they don't sign with you, you still wanna be able to track that information and know what might be going right or wrong so it kinda of helps to fine tune your business all mm -hmm. the way through the client that does sign with you and then seeing their event through fruition and definitely you know when you get into things like photography or videography there's so much post 
um, you know, relationship that happens after the event. So it's this continuation in this life cycle, and then even after that, every year on their anniversary or birthdays or holidays, you know, just kind of keeping in touch with it. They, these are all important things because these are your gold mine. You know, your existing clients, your past clients. These are the people who are going to ultimately promote you and be your champion uh, when you're not around and say, hey, you know. You know, DJ, whomever, you know, they were really awesome. Make sure that you hire them. Those are the best accolades to have it. And, you know, it's a much easier way when you have tools at your disposal to help you manage that flow and really just, you know, just make sure basically things don't slip through the cracks and you're able to do what you need to do. For sure. And I think so a CRM is really a lot more than, um, I guess, what would be considered like an accounting software, more like QuickBooks or something. And although a lot of CRMs, seem to do the accounting side too. Right? Yeah, I mean, accounting is definitely a, a very uh, big principle on it. I will say that the all the platforms out there, I mean, everyone that's out there that's not in this super expensive space don't really have like a true accounting platform. And I actually hope really with Q that changes because I'm going to be building that with a proper chart of accounts, with a proper you know GL listing, you know, just trying, trying to create this structure to make sure that, again, if you're a power user, you can really zip through and get some real meat on the bones of your business. Or even the casual user who may use this platform for two, three, five years, and then one day decide, oh, you know, I wanna take my business to the next level. Well, you have a treasure trove of information that you've already collected over these years. Use that to your advantage. Learn from, you know, the positives and negatives that you have and that's been collected in there. And then being able to carry that into your, you know, your future business endeavors. For sure. And I think um, when you touched before on uh, if a lead comes in, goes through your CRM, even if they just get to the quote phase and they decline it or they don't move forward with you. um, The other key part is that the CRM keeps all that information in one place. So whether that's for email marketing or whether that's for, like you said, analyzing, you know, um, how many jobs didn't go through versus how many did and everything like that. But um in terms of like email marketing, I guess more so for corporate clients because brides and grooms, if they didn't go with you, um, you know, most people are going to get married once, um, <laughs> but they might, you know, have a, a kid's birthday or something that they'd sure. reach back out to you. But at least for, for corporate clients, getting those leads to come through. Um, and like for me personally, my contact forms on my website are linked to my CRM. So as soon as <laughs> someone fills that form out, um, they get entered into my CRM as a lead, which then puts their information right in there. So then I can transfer that over to, you know, my email marketing software and, um, you know, go back after them, even if they don't move forward with that quote, it still allows me to have their info. And I highly stress that, like I know with Q, I've tried to make that process as painless and easy as possible, but I highly stress for anybody on any platform, even spreadsheets that you use, track every bit of information that is possible because you know that this is ultimately a guide for how your business is you know for example if say you think that you're closing 90 percent of the contracts that you're sending out is that the real number are you missing some you know some key components on that and you might be closing at only say a 50 percent rate you know there's a lot of people who just throw wild numbers out there and they really don't quite know what their business is honestly doing and that could lead to some bad decisions like oh i need to spend extra money on advertising or i need to do this where you could be far more efficient doing some other things if you know exactly what your business is doing so Regardless of whatever platforms you're using, I highly stress track as much information as possible. This becomes your gold mine in the end. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast.
podcast real quick just hope you're enjoying the content that me and lou are discussing on this episode also make sure you guys check out at re underscore and underscore friends on instagram to stay up to date for the newest content and newest episodes coming out as well as some short snippets of each of these episodes make sure you guys read through the description down below as i'll have links to all of my social media as well as Lou's accounts and his new software queue down below and now back to the episode for sure and uh you know i mentioned before that i We'll be taking this time to, you know, buckle down on my CRM and get stuff set up a little more. Um, but I guarantee, I would say 95, if not more percent of the people who have a CRM and are using a CRM are not using it to its full potential oh, to, you know, definitely to do not. everything that it can be doing for you. Um, and it could really take a lot of load off you um, in terms of, you know, automating the whole quote and invoice and contract system um, so that you could spend less time on that and you could spend more time, you know, working on the business and, and working on whatever it may be, SEO, website, everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess in terms of, you know, the, the CRM uh, and staying motivated too, the CRM, at least for me, uh, allows me to kind of stay motivated in a sense to, you know, continue to work on my business because like I mentioned, it takes a lot of that load off me. Um, is there any other ways you see the CRM kind of helping with that? I mean, definitely. I mean, it really depends on what you are currently doing right now. You know, I know for a lot of people, they might not have things like, let's say, um, some email targeting drip campaigns or your standard, um, you know, quote to contract to, um, you know, landing your clients. You know, all those things can definitely be um, improved on. Even myself, I constantly go through my stuff every time you know can i shorten down my emails can i make this process a little bit more streamlined you know there's always i don't care how good your systems are there's always a better process there's always something improved there's always a new niche a new direction that somebody can take so one never uh, stay stale on what you're doing always re-examine but you know especially for the people coming up um into the business and are relatively new you know, first, of course, ask people what their processes are and see if you can mimic those to help improve your stuff. And then again, looking at the CRM platforms again, hopefully uh, someday with Q, but naturally any other platform that you use, really examine uh, what its capabilities are. Try to utilize if it has automation tools, what if it has some type of placeholders to just really kind of help move things along and give you kind of visual representation where you are. Because again, you can really get bogged down, especially as a multi-op, when you're dealing now with not only say 20, 30, 50 gigs a year, now you know 100, 200, 300, 500 gigs a year, and if you don't have a good, um, you know, grip on everything that's going through, you can really do damage to your business. You, know, you can do damage to your reputation if you start letting things unfortunately fall by the wayside. So it's always just important, again, re-examine this constant cycle of, you know, renewal of what you're doing and making sure you're doing uh, what you think is necessary. For sure. And just to kind of tack on to that, too, I think a lot of the, you know, CRMs that are out there, too, are constantly improving and adding features, too. Um, so that's something even when you think you've got everything, there's probably something new that came out or is coming out very soon to, you know, add or adjust, you know, in your uh, your CRM. Yeah, again, and with all the platforms that are out there, you know, there is that competition to try to make things better. So, you know, I don't care which platform you're on. Most of them are doing some level of improvement somewhere. For sure. Now, I've got a, a question for you, um, and I guess it, it would be more of an opinion answer. I don't know if we have facts out there yet, but in terms of um, CRM software and I guess 
I don't want to say replacing jobs, but kind of taking mm-hmm. away jobs for, for larger companies or multi-ops or production companies. Um, I mean, do you see that as a, as I guess a thing, like in terms of a CRM, do you not now need someone to handle payroll and accounting? Can that be that person or? It can really depend. Um, I guess a really depends on first the size of your company, uh, naturally, you know, how much uh, volume of business that you're dealing with. Okay. Um, to be honest, uh, for uh, companies I know who are say, let's say 10 or more DJs, I know that if they had like just like a straight accounting person who uh, went into a uh, particular platform that had those features, they were still very much needed because there is still a lot of pieces that are manually entered. There's still a lot of, um, you know, that, uh, that, that learn process that isn't necessarily automated. The automation just really helps it out. I always say that technology really seldom truly replaces something it just kind of shifts things around some so if you say if you're a 10 20 30 person business and you have a couple people dedicated that you might think are going to be um, you know made obsolete there's a very good chance they could just be repurposed and retasked for other places whether it's within the software or other purposes within the business so to, to say that it would be necessary replacing there could be if there's some like companies that are truly inefficient mm-hmm. but on the flip side you know they they could be just made far more efficient and able to do things gotcha gotcha now with the i guess the current situation too just to piggyback off of it or if if any similar situation or something that needed to be addressed across like all your clients um is that something you went into your crm and adjusted your emails and system for or did you add a new one for that and kind of like send out a blast email or what's what's the process or what do you recommend yeah so for me uh like for this particular instance i created a new email that was very specific to this instance and for me, I know that I wanted to make sure that it just wasn't blasted to all clients because I think that's actually been a mistake uh, from some companies that are just like all their clients all the way to, let's say, December of this year. That isn't necessarily the right approach because we're, again, just don't know what's specifically going on day to day. So for me, is like, you know, as uh, time kind of went on, I went up to basically my July clients because um, I think that's a relatively safe play of, you know, definitely, you know, April, you know, that's, of course, out of the game at this point. May, you know, there's probably a 50 to 75 chance, percent chance. June, you know, you're trying to get into that 50 percent. In July, maybe 25 percent. But I want to make sure my clients know I'm here for them and I want to do that. So I com- quickly adjusted that to make sure that those emails went out when exactly needed and all that. And I think that's, you know, while this is definitely a very extreme case, you know, there's other um, cases like, let's say, wedding expos or other things where there may be some very timely information um, that is best adjusted and sent. So it's really, again, you know, if people stay stale with the process and all that, I think they miss big opportunities. So it's always just kind of be cognitive of everything that's going on, whether it's disaster or something very positive going on. For sure. And I had Barr on the first episode and then I was in a, uh, a live chat with Barr and, and Rick and them last night too. So um, DJ Barr brought it up, you know, multiple times with the situation, but he brought up that he was afraid to email all his future clients because mm-hmm. he didn't want to, like you said, instill something in their head that wasn't necessarily needed because it is very uncertain we don't know how long this is going to last and i think that's that's a good point to you know you don't want to instill fear in your clients or make them second guess things um but there's certainly a way to go about it to inform them that you're you know you're there for them um if they need anything and you know 
take it step by step, case by case to, you know, yeah. attack it. Yeah, I think this is definitely, and actually with a, a multi-op, you might see these kind of like bulk of maybe 5, 10, 15 events per. Um, but this is definitely, I think, is, is definitely much more white glove kind of service where everybody is individually uh, contact. Again, it can be done through templates and all that, but making sure those messages are very timely, that it's not creating a sense of concern or fear or anything like that. Like I said, mine was really focused on the, hey, I'm here for you. You know, if we do need to reschedule, just let me know. Let's make sure all the event professionals are in sync with that. And, um, you know, just really kind of uh, following through with that. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I think it's a, a great topic, and I, I it's being talked about you know a lot um, across all the Facebook groups and everything. And um, I think one of the most important parts of the whole thing is just to you know do the best you can um, and and stay positive through the whole thing, you know, and, yeah, and stay sure. motivated too to work on your business. Don't just you know throw in the towel uh, because it's not over. And I think anyone who makes it through this, which is going to be all of us, but I think everyone who makes it through this is going to come out on the other side a lot stronger and with a lot more knowledge. They're going to, you know, work on things to be more prepared and everything like that. No, I completely so. agree with that. You know, th th this again, this is nothing to, you know, th this is unprecedented. You know, the, the, the 3.28 million uh, unemployed in, you know, less than two weeks, there's never been anything like that. However, the upside could be just as strong. So again, we just don't know what's going on. Uh, stay calm, but be mindful, you know, to be uh, practical, you know, be, you know, make best use of this time as possible and as necessary, um, be as flexible and nimble with your company as, uh, as much as you can. For sure, for sure. Was there anything else you wanted to, uh, you know, talk about? I know we're getting towards the end time-wise here. If there's anything else you wanted to mention or, or discuss. I think the biggest things are, you know, again, you know, we have some very just impressive people within this industry. Like you, you've already talked to Barr and Bun, and, you know, there's so many others. I think everybody would be wise, whether it's these podcasts or if they're putting out blogs, videos, digest them, you know, really, you know, see all the things that, you know, the processes and ideas, you know, be inspired by those, especially now, again, where we have so much time, if you don't have a lot of time to really devote um, into new things with your company, look at my blog, look at my videos, look at bars, look at um, um, uh, Brian Reds, you know, there's just so many uh, points of content that are out there that I think that if people really just spend the time and really uh, start to digest it, I think they come out at least, uh, you know, a bit more wiser than the whole thing. And, you know, it's a piggyback off of that. And, and I say something sometimes that people probably flip the switch and stop listening to me for. Um, <laughs> but that's OK, because I think it's stuff that needs to be out there and people need to hear, too, because the few that will take it and it will actually change their mindset, um, it will be a lot more beneficial. But. I think the problem is, is a lot of people like to consume this content and they like to watch YouTube videos and, you know, watch tutorials or listen to things that are telling them how to improve things. And then they go take out the Xbox controller and play Xbox oh, yeah. <laughs> and they don't actually do anything about it. And it's like, you got to, you know, Barr said it in the other episode too, when he was talking about social media, but it's, he's right. You know, you got to show up to work if you want to get paid and get work, you know, and that's just, that's how it works. 
Yeah, I, I could not agree more. I mean, I've definitely known people who've, who've said they've watched my videos and all that, and I've gave them you know, great nuggets of information. Then they ask the same exact questions. So not only <laughs> right. are they not fully digesting what's out there, but then they're not necessarily processing it. Or maybe they come a year later. I've actually, I have a, a complete open door policy. So naturally, if anybody wants to ever message me or something, if they got questions or anything, I'm always you know open for conversations. But if you do that, you know, please make sure, you know, do, you know, make action with that. Do something with that. Definitely. You know, you, you cannot just, you know, allow things to just, uh, just pro, you know, inactively let things go. You got to be proactive. You got to be hungry with it. You know, I, I, I definitely don't sit on my laurels. You know, I'm always trying to think of the next thing. If I see really bad tides ahead, like when I was uh, beginning my IT career and I saw that web businesses were starting to be outsourced to India and China, um, I didn't get angry with it. I was like, okay, what's my next step? What's my next move? Oh, networking, you know, uh, 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 business um, aspects of it, uh, budgeting, you know, just learning all these additional things. So you've got to have the hunger, you've got to have the drive uh, to be able to do it. And if you got to the step of being a DJ, a photographer, or whatever, take that next step and be the business person, be somebody who will really just digest what's out there and then take action with it. Definitely. And I think it's important to to piggyback off that to, you know, take advantage of all these different channels that are out there. There's me, there's bar, there's you, there's, you know, and not just in the DJ side, but no matter what you're trying to do, if you're trying to cook, whatever it is, um, take advantage of all the different channels to see different perspectives and different opinions and pull from each one, because what works for us might not work for you and vice versa. And um, that's something, you know, I know I put up a video specifically on coronavirus and refunds and deposits and everything like that. Bar put out a video. Video. John Simmons put out a video you know, there's tons of videos out there and I was speaking to all of them and I even mentioned in my video, I was like, make sure you go watch these other videos too, because you know, you want to pull the best of the best from each one and you know, apply that to your business to make it better. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. It's like, take, take it all in. And there's so much good content. There's so many great DJs and other professionals um, that aren't, you know, what, uh, there's definitely two um, like uh, photographers and everything that I go to their blogs, even though I don't do much in the realm of photography, I do some uh, videography with video editing, but I want to digest what their business process is, what their, their thought processes is, because it's either going to make me better or it's going to validate that what I'm particularly doing for myself is what I need to be doing. So, you know, I, I couldn't agree more as like digest as much as possible from, you know, these very bright minds out there. For sure. And I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I mean, a little bit behind why I started the podcast was for this exact reason. And I wanted to wait till this episode to kind of, you know, release it, especially since we were talking about motivation and stuff. But, um, you know, we were talking about watching this content and then actually doing something too and doing something for your business. So uh, my idea behind the podcast is that, you know, we all have some free time now. It's very easy to turn on YouTube and click through videos and videos and visuals and stuff are very important. And that's a good way to learn. Um, but at the same time, podcasts are a great way to pick out little pieces of information, but also be multitasking and working on something else. And that's something, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm designing stuff in Photoshop or while I'm you know <laughs> doing stuff like that. So my idea behind this podcast series was that, you know, hopefully you guys are listening to the series and also either implementing what we're talking about or working on your CRM or doing something, you know, um, on your business while listening to this and then pulling little bits and pieces out along the yeah. way. 
I'm I'm in the same process where I always have at least two things going, and that's unfortunately <laughs> just the way my brain works. Is like I have a podcast or a video going in the background, like when I'm editing uh, my website right now. It's like I got at least two, if not three, things going at the same time. Because again, that's where my the way my brain works. But you know, again, be as efficient. Do do you? But again, you know, absorb what's out there and, and make something of it. Definitely. Well, Lou, I really appreciate your time. Real quick, uh, before we get off, where's the best place for them to find you? Where's the best place for them to connect with you? You want to plug your YouTube? Certainly. So um, I do have my YouTube uh, channels under Paris Creative. Um, you can go to pariscreative.com, which is both the combination of my client site, but I also have my four DJs only section as well, where a lot of my uh, main content is there, including uh, regular blog posts. Um, I do, of course, have Q. You can go to that from qplatform.com, where I do have lifetime memberships there available as I'm trying to ramp this up. Um, also, reach me out on my Facebook page as backslash LT Paris is my personal page. And again, I always have an open door for anybody. Um, I never shun anybody away who ever has questions or anything like that, be it DJ, client, or whomever. You know, I, I, I want to improve myself just as much as I hope of what I've learned over the years can help other people improve. Awesome. Well, Lou, thank you very much. Everyone else who tuned in, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed, share it with your friends. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the RE and Friends podcast. We truly hope that we were able to bring value. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends. It would mean the world to us. Also, make sure to stay tuned for the next Red Max Events audio experience.